Blog Talk Radio. Turnbuckle Turmoil fans, welcome to the show on a special day and time. Sign Guy with you as normal. Our guest today is with us, and we had some technical difficulties when we've tried this before. We are happy to have him with us today, all the way from Hot Springs, Arkansas. Tom Simon, welcome to the program. Thank you very much for being with us. I do appreciate it. Uh, it's been a little while since I've uh, done a podcast or two, but uh, I always enjoy getting on the line. Uh, naturally, I've, I've uh, blasted out on my uh, Facebook that I was appearing on here tonight, and I hope some of my friends will call in or at least uh, give the show a listen. And uh, I understand that this will be uh, not the only time that this will be heard. Indeed not. We go out on all the platforms for podcasts, so people will be able to listen to this in perpetuity if they wish. Well, it sounds like fun. I look forward to uh, sharing it with as many people as I can. I've, uh, <coughs> pardon me, It's it's been raining since last week here in Hot Springs. Uh, we went from a uh, snow and ice storm uh, to rain, and the rain has been pretty constant and pretty steady. We're getting a couple inches of rain a day down here in, in uh, Hot Springs. Of course, Hot Springs is the home of Oaklawn Racetrack, and uh, they've had, they had to cancel last weekend's uh, uh, races because of the weather. The track was actually frozen, so it's uh, it's interesting. Uh, we every once in a while run into a little bit of cold weather and, and things like that, but Hot Springs is is just a beautiful place and. It's where I make my uh, my winter home. Well, my summer home, too. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll be back racing this weekend. Hopefully the weather will get better for you. Now, since today is the first time we've been able to have you on our show, I'm going to ask you our traditional first-timer question how did you first get involved in the business of professional wrestling? I actually uh, was living in the St. Louis area at the time. Well, let's let's go back about uh, 15 years prior to that. I started out in the business as a trackside announcer for roller derby in St. Louis. At the Keel Auditorium, I walked into that opportunity and luckily did a good enough job. The uh, trackside announcer for the Midwest Thunderbirds at the time uh, was Chet Kopik, who wrestling fans will remember as one of the hosts of WrestleMania Two in Chicago. Uh, the strange thing about it is I would I would go to the games and sit at the scores table because the scoreboard operator was a union job and he hated being there. But it was a union job and nobody else could touch the scoreboard. So I would feed him information as far as, you know, give the home team two points or give you know, the visiting team and so we, uh, you know, it was months that I'd uh, I'd joined the scoreboard operator, the union guy, and 
Chet was uh, always the trackside announcer. Well, there was a Sunday afternoon that Chet wasn't there, and they had sent out Pete Kelly, who was from the Australian Kangaroos team, uh, and he was definitely not enthusiastic, you know, excited about being out there. Um, if you've ever heard a crowd, you know, and you think you hear crickets, that's what it was like. It was just, you know, I mean, they were out of it. Pete was out of it. The skaters were out of it. And I look at Pete and I say, Pete, it looks like you're not enjoying yourself. He says, I don't want to be out here. I said, would you mind it? You know, would you like some help? And so I started announcing. Crowd noticed the excitement and, and picking up all of the, you know, the vibe of the, uh, what normally happens at a, a roller derby game. And by the end of the first half, the crowd was up. Uh, the skaters were busting their ass, and it was just a great time. Uh, at the end of the first half, Pete went up to the dressing rooms. I sat at the table with my soda and uh, just relaxed. Uh, Pete came right back down and said, come with me. I go up to the, uh, if you know where the Keel Auditorium, how it was laid out, there used to be a very long walkway from the floor to the curtain, and the curtain was actually a huge wall which separated Keel Auditorium from the Keel Opera House, and I walk in uh, backstage, and Jess Adams looks at me and says, who told you you could get on my microphone? And I said, well, with all due respect, sir, the crowd, the crowd was dead. They weren't enjoying it. The skaters were having to work twice as hard as they normally would. And I just thought I'd add a little bit to it. And he goes, oh. And I said, and besides, Pete really wasn't enjoying himself. You know, he's hurt. He didn't want to be out there anyway. I sa he, sa he says, well, okay, go on back out there, but uh, come back and see me after the uh, – after the game. So we finished up the game. It was a grand and glorious victory for the Thunderbirds. And so I, long story short, I was asked to come back the next week and uh, be the trackside announcer. That week, uh, John Hall from the Thunderbirds was there and he was the road manager for the whole company. Um, and he asked me, are you available on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday as well? And I said, well, yeah. He says, I'll tell you what. We'll pay your travel, put you up in a hotel, and give you $25 a game. Um, you're, you, and you can be the new trackside announcer for the Thunderbirds. <laughs> so that lasted for about a year and a half until they went back to the, back, to the uh, West Coast. But I had my first taste of the business at that point. Uh, fast forward about 20 years, and there was a, uh, a hotline in St. Louis called Postline. And there was a wrestling section of it. And a guy named Steve Murphy, who was the owner and promoter of the Mississippi Valley Wrestling Alliance, did the uh, MVWA Pro Report every day on on there. And he mentioned at one time that they were having uh, tryouts for positions in the Mississippi Valley Wrestling Alliance. And it happened to be a day that I was available, uh, didn't have to work. So I went over there dressed in a referee shirt, black pants, black shoes, looking the part as only I could. And uh, he says, go on up and, and, you know, work with these guys. I said, okay. And I worked the match. It was about a four-minute match. And, and he says, uh, have you ever done this before? I said, no, but I've watched it enough. He says, why don't you stick around for the show tonight? And that night, back in ni 1998, was my first 
night in professional wrestling. Cowboy Bob Orton was there. Harley Race was there. Uh, they were doing a tournament for the Missouri State Championship, and uh, which Harley had given his blessing to. And as they say, the uh, it just goes on from there. Uh, I worked for Steve Murphy for a number of years in St. Louis, and uh, eventually my day job moved me down to Arkansas. I hooked up with a promoter down here only because one of the wrestlers from St. Louis was the promoter in Arkansas's champion. He says, come on out and, you know, watch the show. You know, maybe you can give us a few ideas and things like that. And so being the good referee that I am, I always pack a bag. I show up to the show and he, he, he says, uh, he introduces me to the promoter who happened to be Matt Riviera, uh, celebrity star and owner of uh, Mid-South Wrestling at that time. Uh, he told Matt, Tom's going to referee the main event. So needless to say, I've walked into a couple of great opportunities over the years, and uh, I've worked off and on for uh, various wrestling promotions, including uh, – I've done a couple of shows for SICW in St. Louis slash East Carondelet, Illinois. Uh, Promoter Herb Simmons is just an awesome guy. He worked with Larry Matisic and uh, Sam Muchnick in St. Louis for the St. Louis Wrestling Club. He uh, was just, just an awesome guy. And every time I'm in town, I get an opportunity to at least – go to the shows and see the guys that I've worked with throughout the years. I really love the business. I, uh, I'm in semi-retirement now. However, I'm still active and uh, actively promoting any opportunity I can get. I have gone, in fact, the, uh, Mid-South Wrestling began, begat, uh, moved to traditional championship wrestling in Arkansas. And Matt had quite a bit of money, uh, owned his own businesses in Arkansas. So he would bring in, you know, guys like Scott Steiner and and uh, you know, Tommy Dreamer to, to wrestle on the house shows. And we also did TV. The most amazing of it all is that the TV shows that we taped were in a number of different venues that we were at in uh, in Arkansas, Little Rock, Boonville, uh, Clarksville, Fort Smith. We even did a show in Hot Springs. Uh, we did some shows in Jonesboro, Arkansas. Also, uh, we did a show at the Cook Convention Center in Memphis. And we, for that show, we brought in uh, Jackie Fargo. And it was actually Jackie Fargo's final appearance before a wrestling audience. Uh, but he was a great guy. I picked him up from the airport and brought him in downtown. We uh, spent the day together, and it was, it was just an awesome time. Uh, but those TV shows... Ten years later, are still being shown every Saturday night on a TV station in Little Rock. So I'm still on TV today, you know, every week. <laughs> I'm taking a breath so that you can. Uh, have I sufficiently answered the question? <laughs> I think that is a good introduction on how you started. Now, you've been in the wrestling industry for quite a while, like you've said. One of the things you have done in that time is become a lifetime member of the Cauliflower Alley Club, 
which for the fans that are not familiar is a benevolent foundation for anyone that has been in the wrestling business. Uh, they use the funds for memberships and other uh, fundraising techniques to do services like if a wrestler were to get injured or if they had trouble making their mortgage in their retirement years, the CAC could step in and help pay some of the costs of that. Uh, there's also the annual CAC reunion in Las Vegas where not only wrestlers but now pretty much anyone that wants to attend can go and pretty much celebrate wrestling's history, meet wrestlers, take seminars, play cribbage. There's a lot going on at the reunion, but they do good work all year long. What made you want to become a lifetime member of the CAC? Well, at first I wasn't a lifetime member. I was just a regular annual member. And we would go to the reunion. This started with Matt Riviera uh, back around 2010. But we would go to the uh, reunion every year. And as you have on your picture, uh, on on the page for the uh, show, there's a picture of me and Terry Funk. Uh, A lot of the retired stars come in every year because it's, it's like a class reunion. These are all guys who have worked in the business for years or people who are currently in the business, and they get together. This year's reunion happens to be August 19th through the 21st. There will be uh, the Cribbage Tournament, as you mentioned. Um, That's an annual thing, and it's been won the last two years by Cowboy Bob Orton, Jr. Uh, He's a pretty darn good cribbage player. But he and his wife, Elaine, are out there uh, every year. Herb Simmons goes out every year and brings huge contingents of uh, of wrestlers that work for SICW. And uh, Herb is one of the membership chairmen. There is a benevolent committee who screen all of the requests for help from wrestlers, uh, Naturally, it is the organization is a 501c3, so it is not for profit. Uh, nobody on the board gets paid a dime uh, for any of the work that they do. Uh, Darla Staggs is the chairman of the Benevolent Committee, and they will get a number of requests during the year. One of the last requests that I recall being made public, and it was at the request of the person who was helped, it was Brickhouse Brown. He was having some health issues, uh, had cancer, there were some uh, hefty medical bills, and CAC was able to not only raise money for Brickhouse, but also make a donation on his behalf for his medical bills, uh, he came to the uh, reunion a few years ago. I believe it was our last year at the uh, Gold Coast, and uh, actually received an award. Uh, uh, it was the first annual Courage Award. Uh, he just a great guy. Uh, a lot of people came, friends of his, to support him. Uh, every year you will see a number of people that are just aren't still in the business. Um, my screensaver is uh, a, a picture of me and uh, CM Punk, who was who received an award last year. Uh, in fact. Uh, Punk flew in from London. Now, if you know CM Punk in London, he was there for a specific reason, and he was having trouble getting back from London, not because of being fired from AEW, but because of the fact that there were legitimately 
some problems with airlines in London. Luckily, he got into Las Vegas on Tuesday and uh, was there Tuesday and Wednesday, received his award Wednesday evening. And the speech that he gave was unbelievable. Uh, He talked about his history in the business, the people that helped him along the way. Uh, He gave some advice to people wanting to advance in the business. And, And the great thing about it is after what you had heard going on in London, you would have thought this was totally different guy. It was not, uh, you know, it, it wasn't some guy who was who was a real jerk. He was actually uh, very accommodating. Anybody who wanted a picture with him, he was happy to to do it. Ron Simmons was there. Uh, JBL was there, uh, cheerleader Melissa, uh, Mickey James received an award last year. Serena Deeb presented her for her, her award. So as you can see, it's not just a, a bunch of fans wanting to get together. The, the celebrities that are there are there because not because they're getting an award, and they pay their own expenses to get there, by the way. Nobody pays a dime towards your expenses. They come because they know about CAC. Most of them are lifetime members, and they get to um, be honored for the things that they have done in the business over the years. Um, Ace Steele was the presenter for the uh, award for CM Punk, And it it was kind of strange because Punk almost didn't get on because the award before his was given to the Nasty Boys, and the Nasty Boys now hold the award for the longest acceptance speech in CAC history. It was like 47 minutes, and they just went everywhere. (laughs) It was, I mean, and it was starting to feel a little uncomfortable because we've got two honorees yet to go, but we couldn't get the Nasty Boys off the stage to to get the other honorees up there. It eventually worked itself out. It was a long evening, but but uh, Mickey James and CM Punk, uh, absolutely wonderful people, both of them. I've done. Uh, I've had the opportunity to work with Mickey um, in PCW. She uh, she did a match, uh, did an appearance. And she wrestled cheerleader Melissa. So if you if you aren't quite familiar with cheerleader Melissa, I know a lot of people out on the West Coast are. Uh, she was also Raisha Saeed in TNA. And so cheerleader, we've got cheerleader Melissa, Serena Deeb, Mickey James. Ace Steel, his lovely wife Lucy, and CM Punk all at the table next to mine. And we chatted back and forth all evening, and it was it was just a great evening. Uh, I was an annual member for a number of years, and I thought, you know, one way to guarantee I'm either going to die in the next year or live forever is to get a, a lifetime membership for CAC. And it was surprisingly low. Uh, lifetime membership at that time was $300. Uh, if you want to become an annual member, you can uh, get a, uh, a, an annual membership. The lifetime membership now, has, well, the annual membership is $36.19. If you live in the United States, in Canada and Mexico, it's also thirty six nineteen. If you live overseas, it's forty six thirty nine U.S. dollars. And to renew, it's the same price. If you have a, an annual membership and want to renew it, it's the same price thirty six nineteen. A lifetime membership now 
is $408.45. Now, there is a portion of it which is tax deductible. And so it is, uh, it's really uh, you, because of the fact that uh, a portion of your membership is tax deductible because of it, the 501c3 status of the Cauliflower Alley Club. With that, you get your uh, newsletter, which comes out at least six times a year, and it's got pictures, your full color, 20 pages, and it's mailed out to you. That's part of the membership. Um, my lifetime membership certificate is hanging up here in my den. It's one of the things I am proud of. And that and if you are interested in the reunion, tickets are now on sale. And uh, you want to join us in Las Vegas from August 19th through the 21st at the Plaza Hotel and Casino, right across from Fremont Street in uh, Las Vegas, beautiful Las Vegas, downtown. Uh, reunion tickets are $159.39. That includes admission to the awards dinners and all the meals uh, at the dinners. All of the learning seminars, uh, the cribbage tournament goes on. When we were at the Gold Coast, we also had a bowling tournament that went on, and one of my, one of my teammates uh, each year, uh, there were a couple of teammates. One guy's name was Dave Pierce, uh, who happened to be the father and fellow teammate of Scrap Iron Adam Pierce, the present general manager of uh, Monday Night Raw. And so I, you know, I've known Scrap Iron for a number of years. He used to wrestle for Steve Murphy in St. Louis back in the late 90s. Uh, Adrian Lynch, Ace Steel. The only guy we couldn't get down from Chicago was CM Punk. But that's okay. <laughs> there are, uh, like I said, I I don't hesitate uh, promoting the CAC. I'm on the uh, reception committee, uh, registration committee. I spend a couple of days at the registration table while I'm out there, and I do that for two reasons. Number one, because I want to do my part to help out the reunion, and number two. It's my opportunity to see everybody that comes to the reunion because I give them their attendance badge and uh, their program and, and get a chance to talk to them. Uh, all of the honorees came through me at the registration table last year, so I got, I got a chance to talk to them before anybody else. And so that was always, uh, that was always fun, and, and we'd get together in the evening after the seminars are over and everything else. One thing they added last year was karaoke on Monday night, and that was a huge hit. And from what I understand, they are going to re do that once again this year. And so a lot of wrestlers, you'd be surprised, are not shy at all about singing or, or performing. And so they get a chance to do something that they don't normally do. And uh, I absolutely enjoyed it. A friend of mine from Canada, Joe Hagan, uh, was, was there. He is a fellow ring announcer. Up until two years ago, we used to do a wrestling show on Sunday night and Monday night. Um, that was done at the Gold Coast. The plaza was in the middle of a renovation, so they have not done a show at the hotel on Sunday and Monday night, but people still get together. Uh, there's a place uh, right off of Fremont Street that will host a wrestling show every year, and Sin Bodie and a couple of guys uh, will appear along with Funny Bone. Uh, and, and these are guys that I've known through CAC for years. Um, 
it is it's it's just a fun time the the learning series uh, the seminars uh, there have been a number of different subjects over the years the reunion seminar administrator is none other than Ron Hutchinson Ron is uh, known in Canada for being a trainer of wrestlers and just a couple of them that he has trained are uh, Adam Copeland and Christian Cage and uh, so they sneak in every once in a while too into Vegas uh, Adam received an award a couple of years back the WWE backs Cauliflower Alley in a number of different ways. Uh, one of them is they buy a couple of tables at the banquets each year, and that costs a little bit of money if you consider it's 160 times 10 seats at each table. So that would be, for the two nights, about $3,200 right off the bat that they do. Ben Brown from uh, WWE is in there every year. He comes in, uh, and there are always a number of WWE alumni that come to the uh, come to the reunion. JBL's been there the last couple of years. Uh, Medusa is one of our MCs for the uh, for the banquets. Uh, Jerry Lawler's been there. Just a, a number of people over the years. Jim Ross uh, said a long, well, it was a it was a long time ago, but he says it every year that he comes and and speaks at the banquet. He says, if you're in this business, meaning the wrestling business, and you're not a member of CAC, why? Why aren't you a member? You never know that incident that might happen and uh, where you might need the help of the CAC. So this is a an organization that benefits you, not only the wrestlers, referees, promoters, ring announcers, but also fans. There are a number of fans who are members and lifetime members of CAC because it gives them the opportunity to say, I'm helping. There is a large, large list on the CAC website, uh, which is, by the way, www.cauliflowerallyclub.org. There is a list of all of the uh, lifetime members and it is pages upon pages upon pages of uh, lifetime members I just just looking through the list it's it's amazing how many wrestlers that you may not even think of uh, are lifetime members of cauliflower alley club President of the CAC is a uh, gentleman you might have heard of. He was one half of the Killer Bees, B. Brian Blair. He has uh, been the president uh, since Nick Bockwinkle retired and then subsequently passed away. Brian's been president for about three or four years. He's done a wonderful job in promoting and getting uh, getting the word out to everyone that he can about Cauliflower Alley Club, and it's called the Ring of Friendship for a reason. There are a number of people who just, you know, would not be here right now if it were not for the Cauliflower Alley Club. And so I wanted to, as part of my appearance, uh, plug the CAC and uh, let you know that uh, membership is open to not just wrestlers, not just referees, not just announcers, not just promoters, but I would say 50% of 
of the lifetime members are fans. Fans of the business, fans that have followed wrestlers for years, and their favorite wrestler, you know, comes every year, comes to Vegas every year, and it's a, a chance to meet up with them. They have, uh, I call it the gimmick room, but it's a nostalgia room, and it has a number of displays of old, uh, old banquets, old wrestlers. Um, there are a number of vendors there. Uh, Damien Six 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 was an honoree last year. And Rey Mysterio uh, did his uh, presentation. And he also had a gimmick table. So, you know, if you want to get a chance to get your picture taken with Jimmy Hart or uh, Coco Beware, uh, I, was, I was very excited to get a picture taken with Jerry Jarrett a couple of years back. Uh, it was the first year at the Plaza. We were both wearing Hawaiian shirts at the time, so we looked like a couple of tourists. But the thing is, uh, Jerry had passed away uh, subsequent to the CAC, and uh, Jeff still comes every year. He uh, he comes, his wife Karen is there, and just a number of people uh, who have been in the business uh, from regional promotions, and I just, uh, I, I love the CAC. I love what they do. I'm already booked for this year. I'm going to be out there uh, for the reunion. Once again, that's August 19th through the 21st, which is the Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Now, you can come in early. And uh, a lot of people do fly in on Saturday. Uh, and uh, once you buy your reunion ticket, you get a link to the Plaza Hotel, and you get discounted hotel rooms for that Monday, Tuesday, for Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Um, it, it's it's like thirty nine dollars a night is is the room rate, and that's for one or two people in the room. It's uh, just unbelievable. Plaza has really rolled out the red carpet for CAC. This will be our third year at the Plaza. They finally finished up their renovations uh, at the Plaza. And uh, it's just a beautiful hotel, great casino, uh, very entertaining. And there's always that one place at CAC where people gravitate to after everything's shut down upstairs. Yeah, in this case, it, it's a food court. People will go there. Uh, they have a, no open container lot, so you can go into the gift shop by a tall boy and sit down at the tables, and uh, everybody just sits there and, and chats until the wee hours of the morning. And uh, Ron Hutchison has been proud to have been the last man standing for the last few years at least. Uh, and it's a fun time. Uh, if you're interested, once again, www.cauliflowerclub.org is the website. You can get all the information for the CAC from that. Let me take a breath. <laughs> well, being in Arkansas, you know that they are steeped in history and pro wrestling. Arkansas was part of the Memphis Territory in the territorial days, and so they got all the Memphis wrestling. There were a lot of early versions of independent promotions that ran in Arkansas. The fans there were very, very passionate about professional wrestling since the dawn of pro wrestling in Arkansas up till present times when you have Monday Night Raw and SmackDown coming into town on occasion. AEW has passed through Arkansas. There's still several independent promotions going strong there. Do you look at the history of professional wrestling 
in Arkansas as a historian ever and just kind of research what's led to this point in time? Well, the, the best thing about living in Arkansas now is the uh, large number of independent promotions that are active in the state. Uh, there are there are from up in uh, Rogers and Fort Smith. Uh, Ozark Mountain Wrestling is there. Uh, there's a promotion in here in Hot Springs. Um, <clears throat> in fact, there's a second promotion getting ready to start in Hot Springs. I'm not sure the name of the promotion, but it is. Uh, I mean, wrestling is bigger than ever. In fact, this Friday night we have uh, the Dwarfinators, uh, uh, the midget wrestlers, coming to the convention center at Hot Springs, and it's. Uh, I'm not sure which company it is, um, but uh, Extreme Dwarfinators Wrestling is uh, the name of it, and. Uh, it, I'm not sure if this is the one that Cody Hawk is helping with or uh, actually who the promoter is. They are at the uh, convention center this Friday night, bell times 8 p.m. Uh, it's one of those things that you just, it just pops up every once in a while. Uh, TNA had done a couple of shows at what was called Summit Arena at the time and now it's sponsored by a different bank I believe but it's uh, there's a lot of promotions that are going on now and one of the reasons is they deregulated wrestling in the state of Arkansas for years and years I worked uh, with Matt Riviera I was his uh, not his bookkeeper but I was his paper guy I booked the travel and uh, for the wrestlers that were coming in out of town, I booked uh, hotels for them, took care of their licenses, uh, and became very good friends with the commissioners uh, because we would bring in a large number of wrestlers from out of state. And if they didn't have their, their license, then we would take care of that. Um, I mean, you know, get it set up so that they could get their licenses. Uh, you know, guys like Diamond Dallas Page, Scott Steiner, uh, you know, all the guys that would appear, Tommy Dreamer. Uh, some folks had their own Arkansas license because they were they had worked for either TNA or WWE, and and the license is good no matter what company you're working for. But for the most part, it's the deregulation that uh, that has helped stimulate professional wrestling in Arkansas. There used to be a weekly show here at the Boys and Girls Club. Uh, Leroy McGurk, who was a promoter in, or in Oklahoma, uh, would run shows. Bill Watts, you know, those guys worked together. Uh, that was the early Mid-South Wrestling uh, and so for years, people were familiar with all of the stars that would come through, Ted DiBiase, uh, Dr. Dusty Williams, who also worked for TCW, um, just all sorts of great stars in the business who were working for Mid-South at the time. Uh, I enjoy looking back and, and catching up on a couple of, old Mid-South shows that I was able to download uh, off of YouTube. And it, it, it's episod it was episodic television at its best because there were a number of storylines going on at the same time. And, boy, you had to watch it every week. And you could hear Jim Ross at the end of the night say, we, we ran out of time. Check back with us next week, and we'll, we'll let you know what happened. You know, it, 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 it was just a thing to behold. You know, Jim Ross started out as a referee and driver for Leroy McGurk. 
when uh, Jim was in Oklahoma. So, uh, you know, I've had the opportunity to meet a lot of wrestlers in my time, uh, not only at CAC, but also, you know, working in the business. Uh, I was a ring announcer during CAC's uh, shows that they would do on Sunday and Monday night. Uh, Any chance I get to catch up with some of the guys, I uh, do that. I know Herb Simmons is doing a uh, fan fest up in St. Louis, and he has a list of of stars that are coming. They had 70 tables of wrestlers and, you know, guys like Jimmy Hart, guys that were in the business, Brooklyn Brawler, uh, you know, just all kinds of people come in because Herb is – a great guy, and uh, you know he he handles his business very well. Uh, I'm looking forward to going. Uh, the middle of May is when Herb's uh, Fan Fest. This is the second year for it, and it will be interesting. Uh, I think Enzo is going to be there. Uh, a number of people that have worked for Herb over the years, and it's it's just, uh, you know, J.J. Dillon will be there. Uh, they are, they're just a, a great, great organization, and uh, I enjoy, you know, getting back there every chance I get. Uh, but, yeah, wrestling's live and well in, in Arkansas and will continue to be. Every once in a while you see a promotion pop up out of nowhere, and uh, I call them uh, tax refund promotions. And uh, a guy who is a wrestling fan thinks he can, you know, run a wrestling promotion, uh, and... It's easier nowadays because it's not regulated in Arkansas, but he'll bring in a bunch of mid, mid-level names and run one show and blow his whole tax refund on that and end up losing every bit of the money he put in. So I don't feel sorry for those folks because they just, well, they're satisfying a dream of theirs, but the problem is, they're fly-by-night, and they'll do one show, and then they're done. Whereas if you really want to support the wrestlers and the promotions, go to their shows. The The prices of the tickets are unbelievably uh, reasonable. And if you support the local promotions, regardless of where you are in the United States and and of course, our neighbors to the North Canada. If you have a wrestling promotion near you, support them. Um, I'm sure, regardless of what you spent on your ticket, you will get your money's worth. Uh, I've been a proponent a proponent of independent wrestling uh, ever since I got in the business. I've enjoyed it. Um, I do everything that I can locally to. Uh, to help promoters if they need a phone number or something like that. Most of the regular guys that run here in Arkansas won't bring big stars in because they know it doesn't really make that much difference because you've got your, your core of fans that are, that are, uh, that are running in the business. Uh, You know, that they come to your show every every two weeks or however often you run, once a month. Uh, TCW had a, a set of different locations that they would run. Uh, Fort Smith, uh, Clarksville, uh, just a lot of different places in uh mainly western Arkansas, good friend of mine, uh, Jason Jones, 
wrestles and promotes in Harrison, Arkansas, which is up by Branson. And he has moved not only in Harrison, also runs shows up in Springfield, Missouri now. Now, Springfield, Missouri is regulated by the Missouri State Athletic Commission. Tim Lukanoff is still the chairman after 30 years. I, I don't know how he's still there, but he is. Uh, but Jason runs shows throughout the year. Uh, it's Mid-States Wrestling. He, uh, he also appears at other promotions. Uh, good friend of mine, Mr. Saturday Night, Michael Berry, is now one of the uh, ringside guys in the black shirts for AEW. He's got a full-time job, but he'll, he'll fly up to where AEW is and work uh, the shows on Wednesday night and Saturday night when he can. Uh, he'll, he makes most of the Wednesday night shows, uh, which in turn is a Friday night show as well, uh, because they tape Rampage on Wednesday after Dynamite. But, it, 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 you know, guys that I have known for years and years and years are still in the business. They're still active, even though TCW doesn't run anymore. The shows that we taped in 2012 are still being shown in a lo- on a local uh, Little Rock Station, KARZ, Channel 42, on Saturday night at 10 o'clock. It's uh, the Women of Wrestling with Dave McLean at 9 o'clock and TCW at 10 o'clock. TCW has uh, had a number of stars over the years. We've been fortunate enough to, uh, to have for our play-by-play uh, a few different guys. One of them is uh, Chris Cruz. He now works for the Voice of America. He used to be a t- and then it, uh, uh, the promotion down in Atlanta. It was not only NWA, World Championship Wrestling, that's it. Uh, Ken Resnick, who worked for Vince and a number of different big promotions, including AWA. Ken Resnick worked for us. Brandon Baxter, who used to be... Uh, when he was 14 years old, wrestled for world-class championship wrestling and managed for them uh, in Dallas. He now has a radio show in Jonesboro and is, uh, was, was our last play-by-play guy. Well, one of our last play-by-play guys. Um, we also had a great guy from uh, Mississippi. His name was Matt Rhodes. Just did a great job for us uh, we, when we expanded to Mississippi, we picked up Matt because it was easier to get a guy locally. And Matt Rhodes has worked for a number of different promotions over the years. So wrestling is alive and well in Arkansas, to answer a very long answer to your very short question. We're getting down to the last bit of the show tonight, and I want to make sure that you have – Time to get in anything you would like to say in closing to the listeners. Make sure to plug and promote absolutely anything you would like, social media, upcoming appearances, anything you would like. Floor is all yours. I appreciate it. Uh, as, far as, as far as appearances go, um, most of the appearances I make now are out in Vegas during CAC. Um, I'm uh, I'm a little bit older than the average wrestling uh, fan, uh, but that doesn't mean I don't love the business. Uh, you know, I have a number of friends in the business. Uh, Luke Roberts uh, helps run a promotion up in St. Louis besides SICW. You know, SICW runs a couple of shows a month and they have their own TV um, in the St. Louis area. Uh, MMWA runs at the South Broadway Athletic Club and has for the last 45 years. They are a wonderful promotion. My uh, my Facebook, uh, you look up Tom Simon, and you'll see me grinning like the Cheshire Cat 
Um, and uh, so I'm I'm just pleased to have been in this business and the business. Uh, you know, roller derby and wrestling are not that much different. Uh, unfortunately, roller derby is not active anymore, but it's where I got my start. So I always tip my hat to them first. Um, there are still guys that are in the business uh, that are still alive. John Hall lives out in California. I love John like a brother uh, because he dragged me through the Midwest on a 45-day Winnebago tour, uh, 15,000 miles, 45 days, two girls teams, two referees, and an announcer. And we had we we hit about every county fair there was, and uh, just enjoyed it. I was also uh, honored to substitute for for uh, Ed Darian in Philadelphia uh, for two weeks. In February, we drove through a blizzard to get there from Chicago, but we were there for two weeks. And, uh, you know, guys like Ralphie Balladeras taught me how to speak Japanese. The extent of what I can remember now is uh, counting to 10 and saying, Domo arigato and doitashimashai, which is thank you and you're you're very welcome. Uh, I'll be in Vegas. Take a look at the CAC website, folks. Uh, once again, www.cauliflowerallyclub.org uh, is the website. Uh, the uh, Just the feeling you get when you go to the reunion and see everybody, all of your heroes as you grow up. One of my heroes is Atta Johnson. Now that name may not be familiar to most people, but every year when I go out there, she's out there, she grabs my arm and she says, when are we gonna get our picture? So we get a picture taken and every year I, I'm, I'm so proud of that picture because it's not often you get the mother of Dwayne the Rock Johnson asking you to take a picture with her. <laughs> so things like that happen all the time out at uh, the Cauliflower Alley Club reunion, August 19th through the 21st. It's uh, the tickets for the reunion are available now. Go to the website, look around. It is definitely worth the $41 for an annual membership and it's worth every penny to go to the reunion every year. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to be going to the show on Friday night, but we've got the Dwarfinators. Uh, I think I'm just about out of time. I'm not sure, but I'm, I know I pretty well used up my hour <laughs> and I appreciate you guys for having me on. Our pleasure. We very much enjoyed it, and I want to wish you the best of luck all of your projects, and maybe we will cross paths at some point. I certainly hope so. Come on out to Vegas. I think you'd enjoy yourself. <laughs> I have no doubt about that. Maybe we'll see each other at a CAC, but fans, definitely check out Tom and what he's doing. Great great friend of professional wrestling if you see him at CAC challenge him to some cribbage maybe but we will be back with you later this week on Friday afternoon we have Colorado based competitor Pandemonium with us so join us for that everybody stay safe out there get out support your local independence if you have some for you and we will talk to you soon <laughs>